You're listening to She Shoots, She Scores with your hosts, Lise-Marie Caron and Brad Simpson. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Yes! We're back on top! We're here! Boom! Les Canadiennes Champions! Woohoo! So, uh, spoiler alert. Yes, sir! <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> The Clarkson Cup champions are les Canadiennes de Montréal. Merci. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. So that was the podcast. <laughs> yep. Okay. See you next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ooh. Okay. Well, so we're back. First of all, we're back. We had a little hiatus for, uh, I guess, playoff time. And uh, now we're done. And uh, we're back. And we're excited because we won. Which is a much better result than last year. Three to one victory in the Clarkson Cup final. For a Montreal. great, 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 great game. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, win or lose, I was very happy that we walked away having watched a solid game. You know, last year was a drubbing, and uh, after you know the second period, it was just kind of boring. You knew what to expect. Uh, this one, you know, was just close enough. It was two nothing for most of the game, and uh, Calgary made it close at the end. Just made it uh, exciting enough. Yeah, last year, I think uh, just after the middle of the first period, it was really, really, really a bad game. We knew that it was, yeah, we're going to lose because then the pass were, were not there. Anything were not sharp. Yeah, nothing was getting set up properly. And But after this first period, we knew that... Well, it was a much different feeling after the, after the first... I was super confident after the first period. Yeah. Like... I mean, Everything it was one. Was good. It was one nothing. I wouldn't say super confident, but, but at least but I, definitely I, a better feeling. Yeah, I knew that they we're gonna have like a a nice game, like they're gonna play their hearts. Yeah, and and I would have to say it was a it was a full team effort. We saw great skating in the offensive zone, a brilliant effort in the defensive zone, and I mean, we'll we'll come back around to talking about. Charlie later, but Charlene Labonte was out of this world. Yeah, she really redeemed herself. Yeah, huge, huge, huge redemption for uh, for Charlie and the entire team, uh, the entire Montreal team. So, um, you know, you get the opportunity to go back to the final, but also face the team that took it away from you the year before. Uh, and, uh, I mean, listen, we got to give some props to Calgary. They played a really good game, and... Uh, You know, I kind of had them pegged as the favorites to win uh, heading in. You know, I, I you know, going into this game, unlike last year, you know, last year I was you know, almost sure that Montreal was going to win. And this year I kind of felt like Calgary was going to take it. I felt like they were a little bit stronger during the regular season. And uh, surprise, surprise. Woo! Yeah, it was really like, uh, and you you can you, like we saw it uh, like those like those two goals, the first one from uh, Catherine and the second one from Poulain. Uh, for sure, the second one from Poulain, Mash Myers wants to see it back. Like she she like she got it, but it somehow passed through her. So that was kind of a lucky goal. But she had, like I know that Poulain has a strong shot, but. Ash Myers was supposed to get like to to have that, and the Hedra goal was, damn, that was just like a, a beauty, just a a going on the net, never give up, for a girl that didn't have quite uh, a good like a good season, at least not as good as her rookie year. 
thought yeah. she was really good on her rookie year. I thought she she could be like a, I thought she could be rookie of the year. This year was maybe like a kind of a slump for her, and you can yeah. s- see it when she scored. Damn that reaction, man! Yeah, that squad so that she's made like from one hand. Yeah, that that noise must be like a <laughs> animal noise. Like, yeah. Lion, lion roar, um, and yeah, she was and really, really happy. I mean, listen, Katia saved her best for last this year. So oh, no. I mean, definitely not not the same regular season as last year. No, but the girl was insane. She was, yeah. in in my opinion, watching that game. She was probably the most consistent for Montreal on the offensive end. She yeah. was everywhere on the ice. She everywhere there was a loose puck. There she was, was there. right there. And uh, you know, she hard, hard on her check. Yeah. yeah, she she was unbelievable. I was actually surprised that she wasn't um, one of the three stars of the game. I I thought for sure. Yeah, I thought for sure Katia was gonna get one, but uh, agreed. Uh, alas, it's hard to it's hard and to it, complain. Like that goal arrived uh, kind of soon, uh, like uh, like uh, during the first period, and then that gave me like that give me give her a big jump. To yeah, the, a huge to the boost. Rest. To the rest of the game huge boost yeah and i mean it's uh you know you kind of get that monkey off your back right where you could tell she wanted to make a difference and when she got that goal in it's it's yeah it's a big boost to say okay now now we've got this and it was probably a, a big sort of personal yeah step to say okay you know stop thinking about everything and just do what you do and yeah. uh she was dynamite she was a machine out there i think we can say the same about lafar that lafar We we all like we said on that podcast that uh, Lafar was kind of absent for mm-hmm. a rookie uh, that uh, like for that level of a rookie she was kind of absent and we yeah. were kind of finding try it was hard to find her on the ice uh, at one point during the season and that line was on fire like she did a great job she didn't score but she had a couple opportunities and for sure she was battling in front of the net a lot yeah I actually find Lafar played better. After they took her off of Caro's line, yeah, this year, like Maybe, when yeah. when they moved her kind of onto the second line, it yeah. made a bit of a difference for her. Yeah, but Caro and Poulain, huh? they can <sighs> find each other on the ice. Even, yeah, like they don't. Like, I'm pretty sure they skate close ice and they can do like a perfect pass. That was crazy yeah. passing. Yeah, it was nuts, and Bete was right there with them. And I mean. It's just not to discount the star power that is on the Infernal roster, but I, I kind of was chuckling a little bit when the teams lined up for the face-off, and I said, Jesus, can you imagine looking up and seeing Marie-Philippe Poulain, Anne-Sophie Bété, and Caroline Ouellet as the starting line in front of you? Yeah, you know that you're going to skate. Like, you're going yeah. to skate. Yeah, you're going to feel it, for sure. And, you know, I don't know if you remember, but um, when I saw Caro... Uh, playing in the the final last year, I it was I think the first time that I really noticed how, um, like I don't want to say slow because it's too harsh. Like how like what kind of player well, she, her she sp- became? Well, her her high end her top end speed is lower than it used to be. Yeah, like, but she's not a slow player. No, but she was incredibly fast, and now she's just normal fast. That's it. But I think that um like weak point was gone yeah this and and the chemistry i mean i think the chemistry too was was big because you can be a little bit slower and if you know where your teammates are going to be and they know where you're going to put the puck and she's so intelligent that she can find any space 
on the ice. Yeah. So even if she lost a little bit of uh, of skills, like like a little bit of skating yeah. skills, she she's so brilliant that she knows where to pass and where to go to be available. Even though if she's not like Betty speed, you know. Yeah. I think it's incredible to have like a that those kind of uh, player. On our team. And you could tell too, you know, the calming presence of someone who's played so many big games. And you could say that for a few players on both teams. But, uh, you know, Caroline never looked concerned. She never looked uncomfortable. She was in control the entire game from start to finish. Yeah. She just had that hunger in her eyes. There was a few, there was a few players who, uh, who had a really fierce look in their eyes. One of them was... Uh, Cathy Chartrand, dear Lord, I and was sitting. Yeah, I was sitting in the first row in the penalty box, and there was one play in the first period where she was skating backwards into the zone. And I swear, if I was the Calgary player with the puck, receiving that stare of death, I would have just given it to her. Yeah. Like, Here you go. I don't. She was not happy about her penalty. No. <laughs> she was not happy about it. She was it. not happy. I was a bit of a soft call, but you know. It is, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. It's over now. Um, so, I mean, listen, brilliant performance. There, uh, yeah, so we had Marie-Philippe Poulain score the game-winning goal. So, you know, nothing, nothing out nothing of the new. ordinary for her. Just all she does is win. Yeah. <laughs> like, they had a job. Marie-Philippe scores two goals. Like, it's, yeah. they always come by two. I don't know. And uh, and I mean, we're talking about somebody who you know in the uh, in the MVP voting didn't vote for herself. Like this is the most humble human being ever. Yeah. Um. You know, and when people you know tell her she's great, she's like, really? You know? She's, yeah. She's so humble. And yeah, I was uh, talking to someone on the bus fan, um, on the way to the game, and uh, the person was saying like, you know, she could she could be less a little bit less humble. She could say like like. Yeah, she's proud of herself or whatever, you know. And I was telling that person, I think, I think she's so good, so great. She does not even needs to say it. People no. knows, you know. No. She she's not those kind of leader. She is leading by example on the ice. She will never. She will always say, "Oh, good pass." Like that yeah. uh, 2014 goal. Yeah. It was a good pass from Fortino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could tell even after the game was over and, you know, the girls are passing the cup around, you know, Marie-Philippe was almost more happy for her teammates than she was for herself. Whenever someone else would get the cup, she, she'd beam, you know, she'd be all happy and like, oh, man, look at that. Yeah, you see her, like, uh, on her knees uh, yeah. presenting the, the, the cup to, to uh, Caro. That's, that's exactly Poulain. That's, this, is, this is it. Yeah. But her, like, her and, uh, and Caro, oh, mon Dieu, it was candy to my eyes like the yeah. pass were so great and they I'll, were brilliant man i'll say this too we i said you know caro is is a let's say serious and very competitive uh marie philippe is definitely somebody who you know i think of alex ovechkin who loves playing hockey and and she, that's definitely who she is she, she's smiling and laughing and having such a good time and i think that's that goes towards her humility as well it's You know, she's a fierce competitor on the ice, but, you know, between the whistles and after the game, she's just loving being there. She's just enjoying every moment of it, and it's beautiful to see. Yeah. Um, again, I, you know, big 
big props to Calgary for uh, for coming into Ottawa and putting up uh, a better fight than Montreal did last year in a losing effort. Yeah, and uh, still, you know, still showed really, uh, really good hockey. Especially in the third period, like I yep. think they were on the zone like nine minutes straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they did they not were... give up. They were wow. out shooting Montreal. I mean, it was. Uh... You think they they took out uh, Mashmeyer's a little bit too soon? I almost would have argued they took her out too late. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You're you're down by one and you're circling the puck uh, for nine minutes straight uh, on the zone. Well, off I mean, zone. I don't like. Do you? push your luck and try to well i mean they pulled they pulled her with what like two, two nearly three one yeah and i mean i would have said like you know at around the f let's say at around the four minute mark i started looking over to my right saying okay is she coming out is she coming out and she came off during a stoppage of play but um you know i i mean it's it's a tough one to call because it's a one goal game it's not like you're down by two and You know, again, for, for people who aren't super familiar with it, this is a one-game championship. This is not, you know, a best-of-seven series. This no, is not no, an no. international tournament. This is, you know, you get to the final, you have one game, and anything can happen. So, um, I don't know. It, it's it's that risk-reward thing, right? I mean, we've seen coaches pull their goalies early and get rewarded for it. You can see people get burned for it. I don't think there's a, a right or a wrong call there i think you really need to know your team i think it's yeah. going down to that point if if you know that they're gonna push hard until the last minute maybe he wishes like because you know it's always like a game that if you continue always like uh going around charlene maybe at one point she's gonna give something up yeah So maybe he was crossing his fingers. Or a rebound or, yeah, anything. Anything can happen. They were really dangerous. Um, and I mean, you know, we shouldn't be second-guessing Scott Reed, C CWHL Coach of the Year. Yeah. Um, and, But. you know, I liked uh, after the game, our colleague and friend Robin Flynn asked him, you know, were you, were you happy with your decision to play Mashmeyer today? And he said, absolutely. And he said, we've got three number <clears> one goalies, and I have confidence in all three of them. So... Um, you know, politically correct way to to come out of it, but I mean, listen, Mash was Mash was awesome. Mash, Mash um, was. She Mash. had a, she had a couple of you know stellar stellar saves. There was one in the second period that uh, she just defied the laws of physics and got her left foot stretched out beyond what I thought she was capable of, and and stopped a surefire shot from going in. And uh, you know. First, uh, well, not my first chance to see Mashmeyer live, but uh, first big game, let's say, with, with Mash in the net. And she's incredible. She's nuts. And uh, outshone only by the goalie 200 feet down the ice because Charlie was on fire. Yeah, on fire. Um, we saw a couple of big, you know, windmill glove saves a la Patrick Roy. Um, we You know, we saw a couple lot. save with Paz, like when she was on her, like on her butt, like she yeah. was kind of nowhere, like with three rebounds and boom, she she got it uh, with some, yeah, you know, magic she pulled. And I would say even her uh, her handling the puck, you know, she was going in, you know, in, in the women's hockey game, they don't have the stupid trapezoid rules, so you can go into the corner and dig the puck out. And I hate and, that, uh, and that I know it's the dumbest. Um, 
and you know she did a really good job going in and recovering loose pucks on the transition to help sort of speed the puck back out of the Montreal end and her rebound control was fantastic as well she wasn't giving up anything right in the slot in that sort of home plate area in front of the net so uh, really really well done Lise I have a question for you there was on uh, on your side of of the Canadian Tire Center. Lisa and I were actually sitting on opposing sides of the rink. But on, on your side facing me, there was a whole group of Charlene Labonté fans. Yeah. And they were all wearing chef hats. Yeah. Do you know why they were wearing chef hats? Well, we know that Charlene really loved cooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that uh, she, uh, of it, it's going to probably be a big part of her after career. So I'm pretty sure that she's taking cooking class. Okay. And yeah. And uh, they were like uh, all wearing those hats. And after the game, they were like throwing it in the, yeah. on the, the ice. It was amazing. And we're not talking about, for, for people listening to us who, who didn't see it, we're not talking about these little pillbox hats that, you know, just covers your head. We're talking about the, this is a foot high. Yeah, the pa- master chef. Yeah, the master chef, you know, paper hat that you know, flies over the top of your head like a Marge Simpson hairdo. And uh, and they had a big you know, was it shirts or or just a, a t-shirt? A it's t-shirt a t-shirt and a... each t-shirt had a letter and it spelled out Charlene. It was amazing. No, so really good. great group. So, and so there were like a lot of people. There was. So, yeah. I thought it was like all her classmates. <laughs> it was big, and you know, to be fair, a lot of the girls on both teams had what looked like their own sort of fan groups. I know, yeah. um, you know. A it lot was of pretty dominating uh, the the Canadian fans, but yeah. But again, geographically speaking, yeah, I mean, if this game was in Calgary or in anywhere west yeah. of Toronto, yeah. there would be probably more Calgary yeah, people than, sure. than Montreal. So. Couple hardcore fans, are hard hardcore hardcore. <laughs> man, that word. Hard hardcore. Hardcore fan. So many, yeah, and and uh, you know, for us, we get to know the Montreal fans by going to the rink most game days. Yeah, and I would say that there was a very big contingent of Montreal fans, yeah. and and the you know we're there every week fans. There were definitely people who came in from Calgary who appeared to be of the same breed, the same uh, the same style of yeah. hockey fanatics. Yeah, and if you're like if you're coming from uh, all the West Island of Montreal, coming down to Brossard or uh, Etienne de Marteau to see the Canadiens going to Ottawa, it's nearly as close. You know, it's like you save it's yeah. like an hour and a half. Like, yeah, boom, it's not that you, far. you're there. And uh, and yeah, there was the fan bus, which uh, on its second year to yeah. Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's that a fun was experience. cool. I really like doing this. Like, this is really fun for everybody. Like, if you don't have a car, you can and you can afford it or like even it's if you 40. do you can go to the game and have a few beers and yeah. not worry about it and i mean you know this year you know i wasn't on the bus this year i, I imagine you. the mood on the bus going back was a lot better than it was last year yeah um but that also made it fun last year i mean i would have sucked to get in the car by yourself or with one other person and drive back after getting smoked in the finals yeah. um but being the, on the bus was great. Yeah, and the bus driver was nice, and we had fun, and <laughs> the, the people who were there, great, great uh, fans. Like, it was really cool. Amazing. 
And uh, so we don't, I don't think we know where the Clarkson Cup will be next year. No. The, uh, the partnership that the C had with the Ottawa Senators in particular was a two-year ordeal. So they had planned to have the Clarkson Cup at the Canadian Tire Centre, which happened 2016 and 17. And uh, the future, well, who knows what, what lies ahead. But uh, when we find out, we'll be sure to share that with everybody. I feel that there were like less people this year. It felt like there was. I mean, I was also sitting, I mean, last year I was up in the press Uh, area so everything looked a little different this year for me being down also it was really nice to be able to scream you know it, it would have been uncouth for me in the press box to be screaming um, especially sitting next to Calgary media but uh, this year I was down with the fans and able to uh, <laughs> and to be honest it was not a lot to scream about last year <laughs> no except maybe just screams of agony um, <laughs> god damn it um So okay, so let's let's quick highlight of the the three stars of the game. Jill Sonia was the third star. She scored uh, Calgary's only goal, and uh, I mean, I listen. I love me some Jill Sonia, but uh, when she scored that goal, I was like, okay, that's enough now. Yeah. It, it made it made the last ten minutes of that game really? just just tense enough that uh, I didn't. Let's say I didn't enjoy it as much as I did the second period. Um, I was still having a great time, but I was a little stressed out about making sure that Montreal came away with the right. Outcome. Oh, and it felt in the stand like you see everybody like stop. It got a little quieter. quieter. And, and I mean, to be All fair, hands, uh, it was a smaller, smaller group in Ottawa than, than last year. But uh, we were able to get some some Let's Go Canadian cheers oh, yeah. going. Uh, and I it, honestly, I'm a big believer that that kind of stuff goes far i mean it's everybody's in the lower bowl in in let's say the first dozen rows of seats and when people you know you don't need that many people to start screaming for the players to hear you on the ice it's a pretty quiet building when it's not full of eighteen thousand people we were like uh, a thousand people at brossard and we were like hearing quite perfectly the the, yeah. the crowd absolutely um the uh, second star marie philippe I mean, come on, just monstrous. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, Marie Philippe. Uh, it could like it's, yeah, like we said, Marie Philippe. Yeah, of course she she got two goals. Uh, but Cat I feel for Cathedra. Like uh, so do I. It's just the three stars, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You know, it's not that big a deal. And uh, Charlie got the number one star. Well uh, deserved. Well, super well deserved, Charlie. You know, listen she kept Montreal in that oh, game yeah. and uh, and not just in the sense that you know you were keeping the pucks out of the net but she made a few statement saves and sometimes you see that happen in a hockey game where a big save um, doesn't just keep the puck out of your net but it really gives a little energy to everybody on the ice yeah you know when uh, you your goaler is doing like a big save and you see the shoulders of the like other team go yeah. down yeah or they like, did uh, the, or head, the head the head look up. up yeah like fudgy do oh sugar oh sugar are we gonna get her today you know this is really mine like a mindful um, a really strong mind game you know yeah 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 so you know coming through in the clutch charlene labonte who also got mvp honors for the playoffs Um, also, I think, well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved. She got a great job against Brenton. Brenton uh, are a grinding game. 
and grinding a team like players like they are going to get everything that they can on the corners uh they can shoot from every part of the ice they, they want just to put pucks on nets and follow with their bodies they Z got uh they got rough they got really rough we we anticipated that though going in i mean we both said we would have preferred to play toronto specifically for that reason yeah um I yeah, felt things they were got rough, nasty. but not really dirty. And I also, I need to say well, that... I mean, there's punching in the face. Yeah, that's frustration. That happened. That happened. Yeah, it was, it, it, you're right. It was It was an extreme act of frustration. I but is it like it, a punch it in the face? Is it dirty, dirtier, dirty or dirtier dirty. than uh, like a cross checker? It, well, it's not dirty like hitting someone from behind or something like that, I suppose. I think I the know. intent is different. The result is the same, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a non-contact league. Really, yeah. So. But the, like, I need to be honest. First game against Brampton, uh, the ref lost that game. <laughs> like they, they lose, like they lose it. Yeah. It was really. Out I hate. Control. I hate to to say that because I am not a referee. I won't do their job because it's a really high like. No, really no, it's thankless. Hard, yeah. hard job to do. But I felt that they... Uh, not they... But first of all, I think they missed three big calls um, against the Canadiens. Mm. And that makes the tension really grow really fast. Very. But when you're Brampton and you put the puck into the stands three times, it's kind of... What, what is it? Let's see. Don't... Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. If it's not coming yeah. to, if the ref are not calling it uh, the way that you want it to be. Don't do things that it's textbook notice. Yeah, you got to sort of stay in control of your own, uh, let's say, excitement in situations like that. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I'll say this. Now that it's over and we can look back on it in, in hindsight, uh, I would say that probably having played Brampton in the semis made it easier for Montreal to play Calgary in the final. Um, I definitely felt this year watching the Canadiens take the ice in the Clarkson Cup final that they felt they still had something to prove. Um, and I think, you know, playing against a team like Brampton, kind of, they won, and it's a big ego check to yeah. win those games. Um But at the same time, I think they realized, you know, this is this is for real. This is hard, hard stuff. And um, they didn't they didn't come in with the same air that they did last year. This was this was all business this year. Yeah. I, Until I it agree. was over, then it was a party. Yeah, Woo! I agree. I agree. Like if like it's it showed um, with their reaction uh, after each goal against Brampton, it was like they were winning Clarkson Cup straight like you know yeah each goal it was like big celebration you felt it like really in their heart like you can see it like they were screaming and yeah. yes there was a big this. there was a big togetherness with this team this year uh, and you can tell they all wanted it for each other uh you know sort of band of sisters to yeah. use the uh the terminology there so uh so listen this is you know montreal's fourth championship this is a 10 year old league The Canadiens have been in the final seven times, and we now have four championships to uh, to our names. So, uh, let's say back on top. I, I I I tweeted it this way at the end of the game. I said, to me, this is a fitting way to end the tenth 
CWHL season, you know, and this is not about, you know, being egotistical about Montreal hockey teams, but it is kind of nice to have that, let's say, uh, history of winning mirror what we see in the NHL uh, with Les Canadiens being, let's say, the... Uh, the preeminent franchise in yeah. the CWHL. Yeah, we would like if the if the Canadian Montreal would have won the uh, Stanley Cup the year of the the hundred uh, anniversary. We would uh, had say, oh, that's a good story, you know. The franchise who won the most title wins on that important year. It's kind of the same. Like we, yeah. th- there was a like, there was an important title to to get and got it and. Good job, Montreal. Um, yeah, I mean, un- unbelievable stuff. Super, super exciting. And uh, you know what? For people who are uh, fans of both men and women's hockey, nice to see some championship teams in Montreal. And nice to see women's hockey women in front page of some paper. Everywhere. It was, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, this happened with the, with the final last year as well. We see... A boost in mainstream coverage. Again, the game was on Sports Night with John Bartlett giving the call. Amazing work as always, John. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we saw you know RDS, TVA. We saw everybody there. Sports Night and CBC. Every like literally everybody was there. Yeah. Um, on the yeah on the papers on you know news packages on highlight clips. It was everywhere. And and I like Marc Dumont made a comment about. Our website, HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. So we're part of the SB Nation group of websites. And that day, we'd pretty much only had Canadian stuff and a little bit of AHL coverage. And we were the number one site on uh, all of the hockey sites in SB Nation. I'm really happy. Like, you know, I'm on my... I'm in my car a lot of hours per week yep. and uh, I'm listening to radio and this is a French radio station, uh, of course. And they were like, they all, they always have a segment of talking sports and uh, they were talking about the Canadian, like for, for a good part of that segment. And in my head, I was like already like, damn, please just say something, you know? <laughs> And uh, they say, okay, I want, we like, they cut it in the, like, in the middle of the segment and they say, enough uh, with Le Canadien. And boom, they start talking with, about Le Canadien for like, a, I would say a big five minutes. And it, this is big, like it's mainstream, Huge. big radio show. Huge. And, and I mean, we can't stress this enough during the regular season and uh, even through the semis. You know, you don't get this. You don't get that coverage. You see this kind of coverage every four years when the Olympics roll mm-hmm. around. You don't even see it when the Worlds happen, which mm-hmm. is every year and it's coming up again soon. Woo! And, uh, you know, for once we'll be able to cheer for Mashmeyer. That'll be nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I, lo- I love it because and it's not against Le Canadien. I'm I'm a big Habs fan. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is not even no. It's it, but it's you know the the Canadians. I mean, look at last year. The Canadians had a huge meltdown, and they still made front page news every day. Yeah, this is Le Canadien. This is a team that's been dominant year in and year out, and you know winning their fourth championship, and uh, deserve to be spoken about. So it's uh, it's just rewarding to see a little bit of attention go where it's well deserved. And I could well say the, the same about the ultimate frisbee team in Montreal. Like they have the the crowd that uh, resemble the Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool. And I never never see them. No, you never hear anything about it. And it's a great show, you know? It's fun to go watch. 
let's go watch some. <laughs> Woo! Um, so, you know, we talked about the Brampton series with, with Montreal, uh, you know, being tight and definitely very physical. Uh, Toronto took a game from Calgary in their semi series, which uh, not everybody anticipated. No. But, uh, but really, I think what we're seeing, and we talked about this a few times on the show, is this parody that's that's grown among you know the small number of teams in the league, but still, um, especially those top four teams really really closing in tight, and you know Boston showed, I would say, significant improvement over last year. You know, in the standings, it still doesn't look that close, but really Boston was in games a lot longer and in a lot more games than they were last year. And next year, there's the great equalizer of being an Olympic year. So there's going to be a lot of players missing significant time next year. And we might see all five teams really close to each other in the charts. I think that will be a really interesting and important year for Boston. They, they're going to be on kind of the same level because mm-hmm. uh, no Olympians, technically no Olympians on the, all the rest of the league. Yep. And no Olympians also on the Boston Pride. Yeah. So that means that uh, they're going to have maybe a little bit of room to maneuver in that market because they are in a competitive market, not because of the, not just because of the Pride, but with all uh, like Boston U and so much stuff going on. Harvard, you know, like all those big teams. Yeah. 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 There's so many colleges just immediately around that. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a big, a big season from Boston. Yeah, I'm expecting big things. Yeah. This I be, wish big things. This is going to be <laughs> very exciting for uh, for the Boston Blades and friend of the show Krista Petronic. Krista Petronic. She's going to be she's going to be in her third year. Third uh, year and she in, got in a new uh assistant uh general manager. Woohoo. Do you want the scoop? Yeah, let's hear the scoop. Our good friend, Matt, Matt Caputo. Caputo. So, Matt, shout out to you. Shout out to Matt. Way to go, buddy. So, Matt is a big, big fan of everything that um, contained pucks and sticks. So, that's me in hockey, I think. I think that covers it. Basically. And I think it's going to be a great addition to the team, to this team. Yeah, how could he not? Mm. He's uh, a lovely yeah. human being and certainly watches enough. He knows his shit. So, yeah. uh, more help is better. Yeah, more more is gooder. Uh, so, yeah, super excited to see what happens next year in the CWHL. I, uh, I want to just take a few minutes here and talk about the fan experience of the Clarkson Cup because this was something that, um, you know, it's something that I enjoy, I would say, every time I go to a women's hockey game is that sense of community that you get and and the fans, uh, either they all know each other or are very sort of supportive and very, let's say, open-minded. But this year at the Clarkson Cup, I really started seeing the signs of, you know, what this is all about, the growth. You know, people talk about the growth of the game, growing women's hockey and, you know, growing hockey in general. And, you know, for a few years, it's the same people who kind of get interested in it. And you get, you know, a random few, uh, you know, 
hardcore people who watch everything and learn everything they can. I was sitting in the Canadian Tire Center, and from behind me, I could hear a small human voice, and not full-grown human. And uh, and she was explaining that, oh, you know, Marie-Philippe Poulain is the person who scored the gold-winning uh, goals for Canada in 2010 and 2014. And starting to go off about all these, you know, statistics and recognitions for women's hockey players. And I looked over my shoulder, and this girl couldn't have been more than 9 or 10 years old. And she's explaining this to what appears to be her younger sister, cousin, friend, who's maybe 7 or 8 years old. And I was flabbergasted. I was blown away that, you know, this is this is where we're at now. Now we've got young girls, you know, absorbing all of this stuff and sharing it with even younger girls. And everybody was getting so excited about it. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Really, really cool. I bring um, one of my friends for the first time... Um, uh, a couple of weeks ago to, to see a game uh, in Brossard. And she now she wants to come all the time. Like she, she told me, I, she said, yeah, I have a, I thought it was like slower, but it's not. <laughs> it's really not. And it's not. And because like sh they are not uh, trying to uh, took off their heads in the center of the ice, they always passing the puck and dangle it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. deking and trying to do like something cool, and now she sold. Like she, uh, she said, I, I'm going to come all the time. And she was on the fan bus, and and she's talking about it to everybody. And this is a great show, like this is a great show, and it the fan experience phenomenal. is really cool. You you can go on the on the game and have an autograph from your your like player of the year the month the see the your life yep right on site like the proximity with the players it's super duper it's second to none you can't you can't get anything like this in maybe in, in tennis maybe but even then even then they they keep you know what i mean in tennis you you can't go you sort of meet people after the game you know it's there's it's, this I don't know. No. It's 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 a phenomenal experience and for anyone who likes hockey, has liked hockey in the past or thinks that they might like hockey, this is uh, an exciting and very affordable means of entertainment and uh and i think everybody finds a way to have fun with it and it's uh, it's just fantastic and you know i mentioned the sense of community before but you know i i saw you speaking with a lot of people and i realized even myself you know walking in and out of the arena you walk by people that you know whether you know them from going to the games together yeah. or you see people that you know from twitter yeah all kinds of stuff like that it yeah, was uh, I, I it was got crazy yeah i got that experience a couple of times last year i, w I was replacing uh i was um, on a new hockey team and a couple of girls knew me because of uh the work with the canadian oh, i saw you uh, at that <laughs> game uh you understand uh talking to people yes i'm sorry i cannot like recognize you or whatever but yeah like people can relate it's really really cool yeah it's uh, it's I don't know, man. It, it was it was phenomenal, and really for twenty dollars plus a small service fee uh, for the ticket. I mean, you you don't get that kind of entertainment and that kind of show. You don't um, have two beers in the no. in some big arenas. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, and I, you know, 
I like that the the passion for the game and and the whole fan experience bled into the team and their family and friends. Montreal stayed on the ice for a really long time after winning the cup. I and think it was like an hour. I, I, eventually, I just left because I looked at my girlfriend and I said, I think we're the only two non-family member people left in the rink. And, you know, you've got everybody going around. Cassandra Poudrier was going around talking to her family and friends who were all there. Pud was amazing because she came and she was through the penalty box. You can actually sneak your arm behind the glass. And she was taking people's phones and doing selfies from behind the glass. So she's taking your phone and you go behind the glass and she's taking a selfie of herself with the fans in the wow. back. And she got, uh, you know, I, I regret that I don't know her name, but uh, there's a, a lady who goes to every game wearing the pink, the rink, and so Betty jersey. Oh. And she's at every game and she's just the most delightful woman. And uh, it's three, three women, actually. Yeah, there's three of them and, and like they're all fantastic. three generation. And uh, and a few of the Canadian, you know, came and made sure that she yeah. came down and got some pictures. Yeah. They brought the cup yeah. right to her, like yeah. right up to the glass. And Everybody we, thinks that uh, is the grandma of uh, Betty, but she's not. She's, she's not just a, a fan. She's just she's a, a fan, hardcore, hardcore fan. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really hardcore fan. And, and good on Poudrier to, you know, get a bunch of girls to come over and take those pictures. Um, you know, and I think that was kind of going on all over the ice. I saw a, a lot of players going and finding their friends and family oh, yeah. in, in the stands and, you know, do, doing what they can to get some high fives and some hugs and uh, and all of that good stuff. It was just beautiful to see. Um, big shout out to Emmanuel Blais for a couple of things. One, <laughs> when the fans, when, when the team was celebrating in the corner immediately after the game was, was over. So everybody jumps over the boards. You've got a mess of gloves and helmets on the ice and the poor Calgary Inferno had lined up for a handshake and yeah. the, the Montreal team is stuck in the corner behind a throng of reporters and Blaise the one who kind of stuck her head out and said oh, guys we got to get out here and do the handshake and let Calgary get off the ice and uh, and then she did the same thing when they wanted to line up and do the three stars and the MVP yeah. she was the one who got everybody organized so uh, shout out to Blaise yeah, yeah no it's, it was a really good gesture yeah so uh you know, really, really fun stuff during and after the game. It was, uh, you know, I didn't want to leave. I mean, I had to, I had to come home. <laughs> I had to drive back to Montreal, but yeah, um, I didn't want to leave. It was, it was so much fun, and uh, I just want that feeling to last <sighs> forever. Um, it's not going to, uh, but that's okay because we're gonna do a whole new experience next year and start it all over. And maybe a redo. redo. Maybe a redo. That would be nice. Um, we'll find out. We'll find out. There's only one way to find out. Pay attention. Come to all the games. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't, listen to She Shoot, She Scores. Or something. Um, so, we're, we are obviously going into the off-season now. Yeah. Um, what kind of changes can we expect for Les Canadiens? Big changes. Big changes. I think the biggest question now on people's minds is... Perhaps the biggest is going to be, is Caroline Ouellette coming back next year? Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's going to be, I think, you know, in three weeks, it's the world championship. Mm -hmm. uh, and and Caroline, she's going to be an assistant coach. Woo! So good for her. And uh, we know that it's uh, something that she wants to continue to do, like mm -hmm. coaching. She's really involved in that. Tons. 
And I think next year, it's going to be a big decision year for her. Like, if next year she go she goes to um, Calgary and uh, coach the Olympic teams, and sh she's going to miss a ton of hockey. Mm -hmm. She's going to be 39, 38, 39. Mm -hmm. at, at the point of the Olympics, I think she's going to be 39. Yeah. So 39, one year not really playing like i mean not playing like you're supposed to not training like you're supposed yeah. to i think it's like a bad it's kind of a bad timing for her or a really good timing for her i mean if she yeah. wants to to like to retire best way to go you win the cup boom you retire yeah if the the, the pyeongchang uh, olympics were in like three years i would say for sure next year she will be there because the way that she played And she gained a lot of um, love of uh, muscle in her leg last summer. She mm -hmm. did a ton of uh, cycling. Yeah, yeah, And it showed during the games this year. Yeah. I thought she was, like, more aggressive on the pucks and better on, at her starting, like... Yeah, yeah like start-stop, yeah. Start-stop, yes, thank you. Um, well, so, uh, I don't know. It's kind of... Uh, I, If she's coaching, I think she's done. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, I mean, realistically, she has done a ton of work into her coaching, and she looks poised to make that a very important next step for her. And um, I think she's going to be phenomenal. And this is somebody who's done a lot of sharing what she's learned already, and uh, we look forward to uh, to getting more of that from Carol, who, we'll have to apologize now, will only be 38 At the, uh, at the Pyeongchang? Olympics. She's 37 right now. She's turning 38 in May. So, 38 in May. Okay, in Pyeongchang is next. Oh, February. it's February. Okay, so she's going to be near. Okay, so the season after she's going to be 35. Yeah. <laughs> <I've got> <laughs> 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 it kind of worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I don't want it to be. Like, I don't. Like, okay. Like, stop the podcast. I'm going to talk. Like, Lisa Marie is talking. <laughs> I, I don't want her to stop. Like, wow. those magical passes, those the magic that she's doing with Poulain, the calm that she's bringing to the team, that the, yeah. the like, rocket eyes that she has. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't she's want so her fierce. To, I don't want her to go. No, I mean, as a fan, I definitely don't don't want to see that. I would, I would love for her to play many many more years for montreal listen she's as long as she can keep performing the way she's doing god keep going but uh but i mean to be brutally fair i was happy that she came back this year after i mean immediately after the clarkson cup last year oh, with no, like I, tears I, in her eyes i thought she was done no, I, i was I, sure she was coming back i uh yeah i was really con i was concerned that she wouldn't come back and I kind of had this, you know, gut feeling before the game where I said to myself, okay, if they win, this would be the perfect time. You know, you win, it's an Olympic year the year after. This would be a great time to go out, go out on top uh, à la Jean Beliveau. Hey, Pizzi, the chance that she's going to be a coach uh, on the Olympic year, they yeah. are so high. I think um, you're right. Like, I mean, lo like, it's logic. Yeah. So, you know, fingers crossed that we'll see a little bit more of Carreau, but uh, that, that could be by far the biggest change for Le Canadien next year. Um, I don't know if, they're, if we're in danger of losing anyone else. 
Really? Maybe uh, Marin? Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I'd like to see Noom back. You she's she's a fierce, fierce competitor. Do you think we're going to lose La Montée? I keep thinking about that uh-huh. one. I keep thinking about it, but uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to lose her. I mean, on the heels of her playoff performance, MVP, and that game she had on Sunday yeah, was same, a statement. Yeah, but same argument. That's MVP, her first. That's, that's her Cup. first. That's her first Clarkson Cup, though. Okay, uh, and I have a good, and I have another one. If we if we lose La Bonte, yeah, do we gain Brian? I that's an upgrade on on Heron. Or if we lose Heron, do we gain DB? DB. I would take I would take DB in a heartbeat. She's Clarkson Cup champion from last year. She won that, you know, she had a big part in winning that game last year. She yeah. was not even dressed this year. Not even dressed this year. I mean, that's that's a ridiculous thing's got in Calgary. Yep. If you want to know our true feelings on this, we have a almost an entire podcast episode dedicated to it. Yeah. Da- <laughs> dagger in the heart. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. I listen, I my gut tells me that our goalie situation will be the same. Um, What's going to happen with the captaincy? I don't know. Do you take out the C and like, do you suspend it like the like Montreal did with Koivu? Do you just give it back to Chartrand? I mean, I'd have no problem with with Chartrand having it. By me neither. She's uh, she's a she's a leader. You know what I mean. She she was the captain of this team for a while, and um, and it's not like she's injured. Like she's she won't be around. Like she yeah. won't be in the same city. Yeah, yeah. She won't assist to the games or you know. I mean, realistically, Montreal's done a good job dishing out their their C. So I'm you know I trust that they'll make the right decision. Yeah. You know I don't. I would not want to have to be the one making the decision, <laughs> but I really I I don't, I don't Poulain, think the girls I don't think the girls knowing care. Knowing she's gonna say uh, give it to somebody. Yeah, else, of course, you know? of course she will, of course she will. Um, yeah, I mean Charlie's thirty four. She's a little younger. She, I don't. I think she's coming back. Um, Working on but, their cooking but, career. Cooking is. Not often that's not done a, in the day, that, not yeah, in but the that, diet. That, that's also a young person's game, though, cooking. Yeah. It, it takes a physical toll also. Um, I do think, whether it's Montreal or elsewhere, I do think we're going to see Delaney changing addresses, maybe. I hope for her. Like, she deserves a net. I'd like to see her play. I mean, like, the, the great equalizer with a C is, you know, can she get work? Can she afford to work? And play in the same city, um, but if that were to work out, she she can work I would anywhere love. except Boston. That's <laughs> that's, the, that, that's, that's, fair, that, yeah. that's the truth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to see her get a shot at uh, at having a net, at having a number one spot. Um, I know even last year, some people could have made the argument that it was contentious number one position you know she she had a hot and cold year during the regular season but she played the big games when it counted uh and i yeah i i would i you know i i felt bad for brian seeing you know lacos and mash 
in Calgary taking taking precious precious starts. So we're not talking about a long season here. It's twenty four games. You don't get that many starts. You know, hopefully she gets a, a shot at uh, sort of resetting next year. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, with the league, I don't know what to anticipate with the league now. I mean, they keep saying that everything's on schedule for women to start getting paid next year, but they've come very, very short of providing any details or dates or firm numbers, averages, anything like that. Um, they just kind of keep saying everything is underway, everything's still according to plan, which leads to believe that, you know, hopefully as of next season, we'll start seeing some people getting compensated for their play i hope so that'd be a, a step in the right direction for sure um we've sort of mused the topic of mergers or expansion or anything like that we haven't had i mean last year last year clarkson cup day yielded a lot of drama in that in that front no thanks to uh, danny ryland but um you know this year was a little quieter in the sense that there was no uh, no intense drama of that sort i think the pride had their last two games of the season during that weekend yeah 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 but i mean you know i mean i i want to say that it's too soon for a major change to happen like i think if we're gonna either see a merger like a, a big sort of two league to one league merger it's not going to happen, you know, right after the season is over before the next one. We're, we're going to have a big heads up on that happening, I think. Um, you know, putting it together in two months time kind of seems more of an NWHL thing than a CWHL thing. And I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to put it in those terms, but that's pretty much, listen, the CWHL has been around for 10 years and it's the tortoise and the hare. The NWHL tried to, you know, go at full speed and didn't do any of the foundation work, and they've shot themselves in the foot a number of times. I think it's more like a suicide mission <laughs> with the NWHL. I mean, not even not not suicide mission, but it was all in or all out. Like, we're yep. going to do this, and we're going to succeed, or we're going to disappear. And uh, don't know if they are really uh, motivated to merge those boat leagues. And it's yeah. and, and I don't see it uh, being, uh, I don't see it happening uh, next season for sure. No, definitely not in in regards to a, a merger. I I really really don't see that happening. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a, when uh, Isabel Cup is this weekend, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll have more coverage coming up on the NWHL. We obviously wanted to focus on the Clarkson Cup, which just finished. Um, so uh, we're going to be getting back together in a few days. We're going to have we're going to have a, a hopefully a few interesting guests coming in uh, to talk about the Clarkson Cup that just was. And we're uh, we're also definitely going to be doing a little bit of coverage on the Isabel Cup in the end of the NWHL yep. season. Um, it's the off season for us as well. And uh, if you're a loyal She Shoots, She Scores fan, you'll know that uh, this is right around the time where we started our podcast yep. one year ago. So, hey, happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, happy birthday to, to us. us. Uh, yeah, our first episode ever was right after the Clarkson Cup last year. And uh, here we are one year later after the Clarkson Cup. Bigger smiles on our faces and a little bit more know-how with this whole podcast yeah. business. Yeah, and we have a lot. I think we're going to have a couple things to to talk about with the the world yeah that's coming in the Isabel Cup 
couple guests, hopefully. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a steady stream of guests, and I, and you know, I, I, I'm excited to bring in some guests um, that we might not necessarily get an opportunity to get our hands on during the regular season. Yeah. Um, and maybe we'll think outside the box and try to get some uh, some other guests in. I've got a couple irons in the fire with regards to the world's championships, getting some uh, overseas guests to come in and talk about uh, teams that we know a little bit less about. Um, I'm wondering if we can have Team France's captain and the Canadian player, Marina Lemos. Hey, she's the first le, sh she's the first uh, French player who uh, who won the, the cup. Yep. Woo! Félicitations. Félicitations. Uh, Bravo. So, uh, yeah, so we've got uh, a lot of interesting stuff on women's hockey to continue talking about over the summer. Um, and I think I'd like to put this out to our listeners. Um, you tell us if there's something interesting that you want us to cover during the summer, because you know, we will eventually run into a situation where we're going to not have, obviously, any news or drama to be talking about that's necessarily related to women's hockey um you mentioned ultimate frisbee before and uh, i think we talked about you know going to see some random other sports that don't get a lot of coverage uh, maybe go check out some women's soccer games over the summer yeah um so let us know if you want to hear about stuff like that or if, or even if you want to suggest an event or a festival or yeah. a sporting game that uh, you enjoy that you think we might enjoy, let us know and we'll go check it out. Yep. Um, I'm also proposing... <laughs> Except if it's in like Sweden and it's cost no, like no, a gazillion no. dollar we, going. We, 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 both, <laughs> we both live in the Montreal area. So we gotta like keep if it's it... in Laval, we're going to go. If yeah, Laval's like... okay. South Shore's okay. You know, Montreal area is fine. I wish you know. I can go to Sweden. I think Sweden is going to be my next to uh, destination. I mean, I've only heard good things. Except from Donald Trump, but that's a subject for a completely other show. Yeah. Um, other suggestions for things that we can do, and, and you guys got to let us know what you, what you want. Um, we may also get up to random adventures around the city of Montreal. <sighs> things that Montreal is a very vibrant city over the course of the summer. Lots of festivals going on. So if you want to get you know a word on what's going on with festivals, um, if there's food stuff, we like eating. I love food. We love food. So if there's food stuff going on, if there's restaurants that we should check out, patios that we need to go sit out and, and have a couple drinks, if there's recipes that we should be trying and cooking for ourselves and our friends, I'm up for anything. Like this summer is going to be the summer for, Damn, for, for you guys. Summer, so Brad. you guys, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, you can write to us on Twitter, at Pucks on the Net, at Ismerici. You can write to us by email. Email. She Shoot, She Scores podcast at gmail.com you can get us you can put comments we we all of our posts go up on habs eyes on the prize.com you can throw some comments on uh, on our posts on the website i mean facebook. on facebook there's so many ways to get a hold of us guys so um let us know what you're up to this summer and what you want us to get up to this summer and uh, we'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of that Mon Dieu, wow That's a good way to finish it. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Yeah, I'm still still uh, energized from Pump. that Clarkson Pump. Cup. Pump. Win. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, Are you so. going to the um, yes parade? Like the... Shoot. Tu sais, le truc vert, Irish parade. The St. Paddy's Day parade? The St. Paddy's Day parade. I think the bigger question is, are les Canadiens going to be having a parade? 
you know, we see this kind of stuff with the Stanley Cup. And yeah. Montreal's been hungry for a championship parade. And I will tell you, I will storm the streets of Montreal to celebrate. Uh, we're going to let you know. If there's a parade, we're going to know. We're going to let you know. And I mean, people used to think of, you know, hockey players' hair in the 90s with hey, the, with the mullets Please. and stuff. But Please. can you imagine a bunch of Les Canadiens driving around in convertibles with the Clarkson Cup? There's going to be such so much good hair. Now I want a parade. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this happen. Uh, if uh, Okay, so new... <laughs> New project. <laughs> New if, project. If you also want to have a, a Clarkson Cup championship parade through the streets of Montreal, uh, you can uh, write your support of this idea to uh, Les Canadiens on their website, on, on their Twitter. Facebook, on their Twitter, at Les Canadiens. Um, pester them and tell do them, it, it, tell them it, that we it. sent you. Um, do it, do it. So, uh, Lise, we're going to be back here in uh, just a few days. Phew, I thought you would say in a few hours. I'm like, I need to sleep. No, we're going to be back here in a few days with uh, with a very exciting guest who is not a CWHL player yet. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. That's Perfect. It. We're leaving it there. Um, any final words? Uh, be careful when you're going to celebrate Le Canadian Cup. Yeah. Warm up. Stretch first. Do a little yeah. bit of yoga because uh, those arms are going to be pumping. Yeah. Maybe you're gonna like feel a little bit of, uh, you know, if you do like pop up too much iron, sometimes if you drink too much with the same hand, like change hands. Yeah, if you're doing fist pumps, yes. you know, like two, two with the right hand, two with two, the left hand, yeah, you know, balance uh, it out. Yeah, your shoulder's gonna be sore the, uh, the day after. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm still sore from Sunday. Hey, it's intense workout, huh? Celebrating intense i'd love to say that i lost my voice but i seem to be physically incapable of losing my voice it's i've thing. tried i've tried i lost my voice but uh i had like a kind of a barry white ish thing going on uh, monday yeah. yeah uh so uh listen big congratulations to Lee Den, big congratulations to montreal's fans and uh, also to calgary and their fans for uh, another stellar year we look forward to doing it all over again. And in the meantime, stay safe, keep your sticks on the ice, and we'll see you guys uh, in a few days. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to She Shoots, She Scores. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Lise Mahisi and at Pucks on the Net. On a gagné, on a gagné, on a gagné en sacrament. Les Canadiennes, les Canadiennes, les Canadiennes ont dominé. On a torché, on a torché. On a torché les infernaux. Les infernaux ont vécu un enfer. Oh! En, en fer, non. Ils sont retournés en enfer, non. <rire>